And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, they preached, they shared, and ministered Jesus Christ from town to town. So why do American Christians compartmentalize so much? Is faith for Sunday? Absolutely. And for Monday through Saturday, too. Wherever we go, whenever we go, whatever we are doing, we can take the gospel with us, right? Next, we're going to read this portion where it says that this uh, particular person attached himself to a very influential person. This person, Bar-Jesus, lived his life influenced by a demon, and he attached himself to an influential person. We're going to read this in the text. So this guy who has a deep personal connection to a demonic spirit is closely connected, attached, and influencing this powerful political leader. We're going to see it in the text. Does this sound familiar? Do you think the people that support abortion from inception to after birth are just bad people? These people are vehicles of demonic teaching, just like the woke folk are. Sorry. And then finally, a man of considerable insight and understanding, but not smart enough to see the person he was connected to was demonically inspired. That makes me concerned. What were the two main tactics that were being used against this guy? The demonically inspired person was trying to interfere and trying to get people to pay no attention. These are the same demonic tactics that the media and the government use today. Also, Satan can get people to turn away from the Christian faith. As it was then, so it is now. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Well, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show live. No problems. You don't even have to tell us who you are. 214-210-8483. If you're selling something, I'd prefer not to get that text. 214-210-8483. Also, you can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, You'll talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. 
Talking about Dynamite D, that's like the feeling that you have that in a good way, you're not alone. That's a great thing. That's just like, you know what? I'm not alone in this. All right? All right. All right, so, uh, D, do you want to wait on the trivia so you can go take care of that one thing? It's okay by me? No, I'm okay. We can do it right now. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm just making sure. You know, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I'm on your side. Okay? All right. Uh, a couple things to tell you. If you've got a prayer request, you got a praise report, great place for it. Great venue right now. You share that praise report, we all pray together. You share that 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 that. Any kind of prayer petition that we combine our faith with, just think of it this way. If your faith has, you have an ounce of faith, and I have an ounce of faith, he has an ounce of faith, the audience, each person has an ounce of faith, that's a lot of ounces of faith. (laughs) That's the whole point. And then you get more faith generating. But when you're sharing a praise, also, that helps generate faith. It's like, oh, that's good too, right? Maybe you got a question. Maybe you've got the real recipe for apple pie. Like uh, D and I keep saying, that doesn't exist. Uh, we keep hoping. <laughs> Don't tease me like that. <laughs> I know. Here's the bottom line to that. Reach out to us. Touch base with us. Let us know how you're doing, what's going on. We'll be glad to fellowship and talk with you. Here's your trivia question. True or false, on the fifth day, God created all creatures. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at org. True or false? So you got a 50-50 on this? On the fifth day, God created all creatures. True or false? Okay. People are like, ooh, ooh. You, you know, if you're really looking for the answer, you probably want to go to Genesis 1. But, you know, hey, that, that, that's okay. Uh, a couple things to remind you of. We'll pray for health uh, again in a little bit. Uh, Noel and I, a little bit under the gun, as just like uh, uh, D was mentioning, we're, we feel like there's a lot of spiritual warfare in our direction. Uh, we could use the continued prayer. That would be good. And uh, I need to complain less. That would. Well, that's just me being sinful. <laughs> well, Dave, I love our practice, the evil practice. I still put that into play. What's that? The evil practice every day, you know, being grateful, being thankful. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I'm thankful, but then I whine, and then I, and it's like a back and forth, like a yo-yo. That human element. Yeah. I'm like a Duncan yo-yo. Just call me yo-yo. Duncan. That's my new name, Duncan. Uh, don't forget about our podcast. There's only 3,500 hours of them. 3,500 hours. Do you ever understand, right? So if your pastor preached an hour on Sunday, right, that'd be 3,500 Sundays. If you, so just think about this. It's a lot of, it's a lot of Putting stuff. Putting it like that, wow. There's a, a lot of stuff in there, right? All right. Uh, so let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. Our trivia question is out there, uh, true or false. Let's think about this. God created all creatures. True or false? You got to kind of know that. Just look at Genesis 1. Genesis 1 would be the key. All right. You want me to go forward in this test? How do you want to do it? Good. Okay. Here we go. So I want you to catch this. This is a really important part of things that we do and things that we believe. Here it is, the Acts chapter 13, verse 6. Afterward, they preached from town to town across the entire land until they finally reached Paphos where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. Okay? Now, having said that, this is what I want to say about that. 
and it's worth noting. And so I'll take my time to talk about it. After they, afterward, they preached from town to town. So people remember in our last teaching, we talked about John Mark. John Mark kind of, you know, kind of was uh, working with them, and it was their assistant. That was uh, X thirteen five. We're gonna find out a little later. It doesn't doesn't hang out, doesn't stay that way, doesn't last that way. But where they go now, they're preaching. Jesus from town to town. And there is a problem that I have and that many other Christians have about not taking Jesus wherever you go. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys do this or not, but sometimes you take a holiday or whatever the case may be, and you're just trying to, you're not just decompress, but you're just trying to like go, just let it all go. Right. So you're not thinking consciously about, you know, uh, taking the gospel with you or whatever the case may be. What I think that the scripture is not trying to communicate, I don't sense the, 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 the communication is everywhere you go, every time you go there, every time you go to the jack in the box, get ready to throw a, a jack chick track at the person and tell, you know, tell all the people they need to repent, pull out your bullhorn as you're driving going, sinners, sinners, repent. I, I don't think that's what's going on. I think the idea is that wherever you go, wherever you are, since Jesus lives in your heart by faith and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you as you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you don't disconnect from God. That doesn't mean that in everywhere you go, you have to be on fire witnessing every place you go. What it means is you have to be aware. So I use this example. We did this good in this one spot. I've done this bad in a thousand other spots. But one time when Noel and I were driving out from California to Texas, we stopped at a hotel. We met this lady. We talked. It turned out she had a bad stage in cancer. We prayed for her, never anticipating the ministry of it all, never thinking any of that. She made a decision for Christ. Turns out that the Lord healed her. She reached out and told us, and she became a follower. Guess what? We didn't go thinking, oh, here we go, <laughs> mission journey, right? But you don't disconnect from God where you go, okay? Now, let me say this because I know there's Christians out there that, that are kind of like going to struggle with this, okay? Some people allow a certain amount of liberty in their Christian walk, okay? You know exactly what I'm saying. But you still don't disconnect from God. One time I went to a wonderful, I'm just going to say, I went to a wonderful rib place. And it was a rib place plus a bar and all this other stuff. And I was eating the ribs were just like so good. I don't want to talk about how good they were. They were great. And the owner uh, introduced himself and we started talking. And so he just, I'm just eating ribs, man. And they asked me a question. We started talking about the Lord. And I just told him a little bit about my background. He just thought I was fascinating. And so we became friends through this process. It doesn't mean that everything is a perfect witness. It doesn't mean every situation is a perfect witness. Do you know that Jesus hung around with people that drank? I just want to point this out. Otherwise, why would they Why would they say he hangs out with drunkards? It's like, it doesn't make sense. And the reason I'm saying this, you don't disconnect from the Lord where you go. You always bring the Lord with you. Well, that's not a good witness. 
A good witness is a gospel witness that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. He died on the cross and then three days, he was buried and three days later he rose again. He died for our sins and by having faith in him, we will live forever in eternity with God, which this eternity, as God has shown us in the book of Revelation, is fantastic. It's not a lousy eternity. It's a wonderful eternity. That's a good witness. All the other stuff is human-oriented. The witness is about what Jesus did. After all, it really is his testimony, isn't it? True or false, true or false, on the fifth day, God created all creatures. False! He created only the fish and the birds on the fifth day. Don't forget there's cowsy wowsies too. Get it? All right. That's uh, the sixth day stuff. All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in, in, in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus, and as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation, just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. 
Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our next trivia question. According to Exodus, the Israelites could collect the double, the, the, the usual amount of manna on which day? Okay, so we're looking for a number versus a name for the day. According to Exodus, the Israelites could collect double the usual amount of manna on which day would they collect double? Okay, now, having dropped that off on you, do you have somebody who's going to maybe answer a trivia question? Before we get there, uh, I do want to let you know you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-843 or send an email, David at he must org. So now, before we do answer the person on the triv, let me just say this real quickly. Okay? Okay? Now listen. Okay? Because I told you that you could go to a place that has ribs and has drinks and stuff, I am not encouraging you to drink. So that we just know that ahead of time. When the Bible says not given to much wine, what that means is you better not have an entire wall full of boxed wines to show how much you drank. That is not the goal, okay? I am just simply stating if you decide never to drink, God bless you. If you have a drink, God bless you. If you can't have more than a drink or a drink and a half and you will have 10 drinks, don't drink. No, that's I, you can't make that any simpler, right? I'm just going to say that. And don't drive. I don't want to hear anybody saying any of this, okay? I'm not promoting the use. Of, I'm trying to tell you now. What I'm trying to do is make sure that you make your conviction between you and God your standard. And where there's freedom and room, make sure you do it, but never to offend anybody else. Right? Right. So blessed is the man who does not condemn himself in the things which he allows. Get it? That's what it says. Just use it. Okay, so we do have somebody ready to answer trivia questions. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I so appreciate it. That's such a great greeting that you have. I love that. Uh, I already forgot the trivia question since you started talking about the trivia <laughs> Let me let me restate the trivia question. <laughs> I blame myself. All right. According to Exodus, the Israelites could collect double the usual amount of manna on which day? Well, that would have been the sixth day, which I think is Friday. You are correct. It is the sixth day. Because on the seventh day, why could they not get? Why couldn't they do it on the seventh day? Because the seventh day is a day of rest and worship. There you go, and there was none. Right? 
So they would go out looking. Remember, it even says that some people still went out because they don't get, they don't pay attention. And it's like, no. So you got the double amount on the sixth day. So on the seventh day, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, exactly right. Excellent job, brother. Excellent, excellent yes, work. Sir. I appreciate you very, very much. That was good work. Well, you have a blessed day, sir. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. What a great guy. Right? Great. How you feeling, by the way? Just checking on you. Feeling good, man. Good? We're good now? Yep. All right. All right. I got a couple of jokes. I got a, We didn't do our jokes yesterday. I got to do some jokes. Oh, just put up with it. <laughs> People are like, why do you do this? Because I need it. You know, I have needs. These are them. Uh, one, two, three, four. There's uh, four, four. They're all pretty short. Okay? Ready? All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is just a comment of observation, but I think it warrants our attention. The Bible tells us to love our neighbors and also to love our enemies, probably because for some people, that is generally the same person. (laughs) See, that's pretty funny. Here's another one. (laughs) This is another observation comment. I love this one. Speak well of your enemies. Remember, you made them. <laughs> That's a good one right there. All right, listen to this one. This is a great one for a kid. Honey scolded the mom. You shouldn't always keep everything for yourself. I've told you so many times. You should let your brother play with half to- half your toys and, and 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 spend time with him. And he said, "I've been doing that, mom." The boy said, "I take the sled going down the hill. I give it to him and make him take it up the hill." <laughs> Last one, a little boy writing a memory verse for the week on the blackboard wrote, do one to others as, other, as others have done one to you. Say what? <laughs> I love stuff like that. I just think it's just great. You can't laugh. There's a whole separate issue. All right. Uh, what are we doing? Okay. We're doing our teaching. So this, now this, I was actually talking to Noah about this uh, last night because we, we actually uh, discussed somebody that uh, we uh, have a connection to that we are aware of in this situation. Listen to this. This will, this will, this will make you. This will make you pause. So, verse six in Acts thirteen. Afterward, they preached from town to town across the entire land until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor Sergius Paulus a man of considerable insight and understanding. What? This false prophet, also called a Jewish sorcerer, named Bar-Jesus, had attached himself to a governor you think, oh, well, come on. People don't attach themselves to uh, influential people. Wrong. They've been doing it for thousands of years. Bar-Jesus attached himself. This person, Bar-Jesus, lived his life influenced by demonic power, and he attaches himself to an influential person. So this guy who has a deep personal connection to a demonic spirit is closely connected and attached in influencing this political leader. 
And this is 2,000 years ago. Do you think this stuff is new? Come on. So this guy attaches himself, right? He's influenced by demons, and he's using that demonic influence to influence the politics and the politician. Now, where where do we hear stuff like that? Where do we where do we suppose in life stuff like that is now? I'm just being as nice as I can by saying this is the truth. Is this speak, speaking evil of anybody in particular? No. And speak evil, by the way, is curse. It's not tell the truth. So I wish I wish people would stop doing that. When you tell the truth about somebody, that's not speaking evil of them. That's number one. And then number two, I, I noticed that nobody ever quotes when Elisha wouldn't even look at the king of Israel because he was such a bad guy. He said, I, I, well, I'm not even looking at you. I'm not even paying it. I don't even, are you in the room? I don't even know who you are. So sometimes there's a call for us to go, uh, sorry, nah, not buying into that. Now, that doesn't allow name-calling, which is what Paul got in trouble for uh, in the book of Acts. It doesn't allow you to start dropping names. Okay, I've done name-calling in the past. You really shouldn't do that. That's not the, that's not the wisest. But when Jesus called the, the, the Pharisees hypocrites, that wasn't name-calling. That was a fact. You see how the truth matters? So I'm trying to differentiate for you what you can say and what you can't say. you got to be careful. But in this case, it's obvious as can be. It's right there in the scriptures, 2,000 years old. This bar Jesus, this false uh, prophet, this sorcerer who had demonic influence, has attached himself to political power and is having impact. And anytime you come across people that are influencing politicians and that influence is contrary to God, contrary to truth, you don't have to go very far. You don't even have to really operate in the gift of discernment. You can use the word of God just to go, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. I mean, even when it's just so, it's get it, it, it down the abortion line. It'll just, it'll just flip me out. So I'm going to try and back off on that road because I have a lot more to teach. But I want you to understand that when people are saying some of these things, some of these ideas, they're so unbelievably ridiculous and pathetic. And it's like it used to be that if you watched a sport, a sporting game, and let me just use this: if you watched Dallas playing Detroit, okay. And you were for Dallas, but but you didn't really, you know, you you didn't, you know, uh, you, you didn't hate Detroit per se. Uh, it used to be that was okay. You could just be, well, I'm just for these guys. I'm not against these other guys. Now you can't have that. <laughs> now you have to be a hundred percent with this, or if you're not a hundred percent line supporting, you're some kind of evil. Then it's like, what what happened? And I'll tell you, I can tell you which president it happened under because it was very specific when it happened, when he said, if you're not for this, you're against this. And in this capacity, he was he was making people pick sides. And why I want to bring that up is because you have to use wisdom in what you see and what you don't see. Some things are blown out of proportion and not so accurate, but some things are just demonic. Anything that terminates life is not going to be in the hand of God. Innocent life. 
Remember, the Bible says do not murder. It does not say do not kill. It says do not murder. In fact, the death penalty was not only instituted in the Old Testament, but Jesus made seven references to the death penalty. For those who say he never did. Yes, he did. Just got to read the book. So my point is we have to be aware that leaders can be demonically influenced. What do you do about that, Dave? What's the one power you have that nobody can stop you from doing? Praying. Pray that God would be their influence and not demons, right? Okay. Well, take our break. Well, a lot of politics today. Uh, take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false. But I want to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not... Oh, impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place. And that Sarah's womb was also dead, verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interests, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a, a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. So let me tell you thus far. So, uh, Joanne and Cordelia, Al and Aunt Deb all have a pow pow. Pretty good, people. Pretty good. Spread out pretty good today. I'm pretty impressive. You. That's a good one. All right. Uh, now, most people who are listening to the show are like, do you do this like with the politics stuff all the time? I, you know I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm just not it. But there are some things. you just It's in the book. You can't. I'm not going to take it out of the book to make everybody happy. That's what woke is being about. It's like, no, we ain't doing that. Uh, in the New Testament, here's your trivia question. In the New Testament, why couldn't Jesus' disciples heal the boy— who kept on falling into the fire and in the water. Why couldn't the disciples heal the boy who kept falling into the fire and the water? Okay. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Okay. I want us to take this moment right now and pray for people in our audience. We're going to pray for health, uh, physically and mentally. Okay. And I don't care what the word is that you want to use for the mental, whether it's psychological or it doesn't matter. All right. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Like we've, we say all the time, Lord, your goodness extends beyond us. You're so good to us. We could never reach that, that plateau of deservedness. We receive the goodness and the kindness that you pour into our lives with thanksgiving in our heart. And we've got people in our audience, Lord, and they're just hurting. Uh, some are hurting physically, like we were praying for Deborah, Lord, and uh, some uh, still hurting physically, like we were talking about for Rosalind and for different people like Lisa. And then some people are struggling uh, mentally. They're going through a lot of warfare. They're going through a lot of tough stuff. You're, some people you're breaking. Some people you're stretching. Some people are going through it so that they're going through the sanctification process, Lord. And it gets tough, Lord. There's times where we cry out and go, help, 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 help us. So I pray for those people who are in that hurt place and just trying to get through it and trying to figure it out, that they would have tenacity not to quit, confidence in your deliverance, trust in your comfort, hope in the healing that comes from you. For the mentally and the physically challenged in our crew, bless them and help them. We lift them up before you and pray your grace upon them. In Jesus' name and in to the glory of God, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, just be praying for one another. See, I just just in my heart, I can just feel it's super important. All right. We do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. And so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's your brother Roger again. Hey, brother. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my phone, just so you can know, under your name, you it says Roger again. <laughs> that's, that's the name I've got you under. Is that great? <laughs> you, you give me that name, you know. <laughs> 
It's so funny. It's well, I blame so... you. Okay, I take responsibility. You're, you're really, David. You're really on the roll today. You're messing up all the legalistic people in the world. You know that. <laughs> Spreading joy wherever I go. <laughs> That's so good. All right, my friend. In the New Testament, why couldn't Jesus' disciples heal the boy who kept on falling in the fire in the water? Why couldn't they heal him? Well, I think it's because of their unbelief, but some people might say they didn't fast enough. Okay. First of all, that answer is correct, so you are right. It was actually... There's two, there's two components to this, which are really masterfully uh, cool. One, it was their lack of faith. Okay, that's the, that's the chiding right. that Jesus gave them. And then two, because this uh, boy was going in the water and in the fire, kind of extremism, it was a good indication that there was a spirit involved. And then it becomes Jesus is like, you also right. got to be fasting. This is a deeper warfare, so on and so forth. So the lack of faith is number one. The discernment is number two. And that was the right answer, though. It was essentially a lack of faith. That's what it was. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and, you know, uh, I'm going to give you a little hint on how to break stuff. Okay. Fast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Right? You want to get you got you want to get it broke? Get something broken in your life? Don't eat. Commit it to God. Watch what happens. <laughs> exactly. Especially if you're like if you're you think you might have a sugar addiction or something like that. Give up cupcakes for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's I, I like it. You're so good. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. Very, very good work today. I appreciate it. Yeah, but I, I just want you to get off this legalistic path of yours. Yeah. You know, you're going to mess the whole world up with uh, your legalism. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What what have they allowed into the world? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and you're teaching uh, your brother there how to speak Christianese too. You know, get off the Christianese stuff. Yeah, <laughs> got to do a better job. <laughs> thank, thank you, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you. All right. Well, I just mostly, mostly, and assuredly. If you keep Jesus in your heart, you'll always have a chance to witness or encourage. Yeah, exactly. And that's the main thing. If you keep him in your heart, he's going to give you a chance to witness or encourage. Exactly. Which are both important. Amen. All right. Amen, brother. <laughs> All right. God have bless you. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. We just have cool people. Just you know. All right. Uh, we do. Uh, well, we didn't send people to the website, huh? We usually do that. All right. We gotta we'll send you to the website. We'll do our our uh, history in the next. But I want to send you to the website. And the main reason I want to watch it is on the website. If you have questions or comments, you can. You know, there's a there's a contact us form. And uh, and again, I'm I'm not gonna sell uh, like you know, stuff for you. It's not multi-level marketing. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> Don't do that. Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But uh, there's a place to give, plus also gives you instruction on how to give. Plus, if you've got a comment or something you want to share, please do so. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's about how fast this show has gone, right there. <laughs> it's just like, bloop, okay, bye. We're almost done. I mean, we only got 20 minutes left. I got to do this five-minute thing. And Oh, my goodness. All right, get ready. All right, get ready. Here we get ready. All right? Listen to this. This part is huge. Did I just say huge? Huge. Listen to this, okay? Picking it up from this uh, Bar Jesus influencing, listen to what is said. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, a man of considerable insight and understanding. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Ilimus, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek. So Ilimus is Bar-Jesus. It's like the same guy, right? Listen to what it says. Interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Saul and Barnabas said. He was trying to turn the governor away from the Christian faith. There are three things in this text that you and I had best get a hold of. A man of considerable insight and understanding, but not smart enough to see the person he was connected to was demonically inspired, was under two direct tactics. The demon through the false prophet, to the governor was trying to interfere and to get him to pay no attention ultimately to turn people turn this guy away from the faith this satanic tactic is the same tactic that's used today don't no surprises it's this interference distraction you know, the, the sleight of hand kind of mentality and then trying to get the governor to pay no attention. Don't pay any attention to what these people are saying. They're all just, you know, liars or they're all just, uh, what is it, conspiracy theorists or whatever it is that they come up with. And all of this stuff, this is what was going on as a t- satanic tactic that Satan, using this man to influence the governor, was trying to interfere with this person hearing the gospel and get him to pay no attention in order to turn him away from the Christian faith. Paul, Saul, also known as Paul, and by the way, now you get to call him Paul because it's here in verse 7 or verse 9 that he gets the name changed. So Acts 13.9, if you ever ask a trivia question, they say, when did Saul become Paul? It'd be Acts 13.9. So Saul, who was also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke to the sorcerer, spoke to him and said, you son of the devil, called him out. You are demonic. You are satanic. Can't use those words now. What do you mean you can't use those words now? If somebody's satanic, they're satanic, period. Well, that's insulting. Tough. Who cares? And so, so what's amazing is that he, he, he when, when Paul does this, he looks him right in the eye. He doesn't say it behind his back. He just looks right at him. You are satanic. 
that's not only is that gutsy in that sense, but number one, he's full of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't say he was just full of of angst or full of moxie or full of it. This is being led by God. And some people who influence politicians are just flat out satanic, and you ought to just say it. Well, that's not very politically correct. Well, political correctness is man's corruption of trying to establish his own righteousness apart from Jesus Christ. So who cares? Well, that's not very woke. Well, woke is man trying to establish his own righteousness apart of the established righteousness through Jesus Christ. So who cares? It's never going to change. It's never going to change. Paul just looks looks him right in the eye. You satanic. Oh, my goodness. He just called him. You son of the devil. Hey, some people are inspired by Satan, just like some people are inspired by God. That's how it works. That's the truth. And full of the Holy Spirit, Paul just called him out. Tried to get him to pay no attention to the Christian faith. That's a big key. Trying to get the person to completely be distracted or interfered with from the Christian faith. That, my friends, that's how you know what you're dealing with. Right there. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, 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 keeps the earth you know rotating and so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree uh you know uh, rotation uh from the moon and from the the exact rotation from the sun or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese and a wheel <laughs> one of those two so uh the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with all, with uh, the moon and the sun and without it the earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. 
God is a refuge. And a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. This is a classic. This is I love this one. This is so good. In the book of Jonah, how did the sailors calm the fierce storm? In the book of Jonah, how did the sailors calm the fierce storm? Think you know the answer? 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. We will now do our history because we didn't do history before, and I got to do history. So let's do history. Let's go All right, so today has got a couple of interesting things in it. Uh, not enough for everybody to uh, you know, write home about, but good enough. Uh, today is Do a Grouch a Favor Day. Interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> I think that means that if you know somebody is grouchy, do something that is uh, uh, maybe nice for them. <laughs> so maybe they'll be less grouchy. I, can I see think. It. Not <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. It's National Almond Day. I like yes, almonds, so I'm believe. totally there. Uh, it's uh, International Pancake Day. Double love. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> Uh, today is, let's see, 1937 on this day, nylon was invented. 1968, the 911 emergency telephone system went into service. Now, in Detroit, they used to have what they called the blue phones. And so this is way back. So they, if there was a blue light or blue phone, if you picked up the phone, it was immediately went to the police stations. So they had that before the 911 system. Oh, wow. Uh, this day, 72, Will Chamberlain had scored his 30,000th NBA point. Uh, 2005 on this day, the National Hockey League canceled their entire uh, regular season. I want to say uh, I love hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. But they've just been on a downward trajectory for a while. And this was one of the things that didn't help them. <laughs> and then finally, in 1923, Pharaoh Tutankhamun's uh, burial chamber was opened. And for those that really want to understand what that's all about, just listen to Steve Martin when he does the song King Tut. That's all you got to know. Which, by the way, hit number one, which is amazing. All right. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is your little brother. Hey, little brother. How are you? 
Good. Good. All hey, right. Before my my phone do his thing, I'm going to say, uh, the sailors throw their towels in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just... They were so mad that they threw their towels. That's great. No, they, they tossed Jonah in the... In the ocean. Now, now, let me tell you why this is a classic, a classic question and answer. Okay, and, well, uh, and the, 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 you get you get rid of the person that's causing all the problems. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just all right. You, all right. We're getting rid of you. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> 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 oh, just like that. I can't tell you what Al said. Al said something to the effect of, "You throw that jerk overboard." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, bro. You doing okay? Yes, I'm. I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, just pray, pray for me. I'm helping uh, somebody. Uh, his loved one committed a suicide, so I'm. I'm helping that person. So just pray for me. All right. Let me speak. Let me speak to that right into your. Okay. Into and your, if I disconnect, so I'll be still listening you got it. to you. You got oh. it. Okay. F- Father, I just ask you to bless uh, Samson with wisdom. And he would know exactly how to speak, when to speak, if to speak. In all of that process, you would anoint his mind to be a blessing and an encouragement and a a, a, a beacon of hope in the least hopeful scenario one can see. Bless him and anoint him for that and bless him for his efforts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, brother. God bless you. All right. Amen. God bless, bro. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Bye-bye. All right. So in the end of this text, uh, so we did history, we did this. At the end of this text, so I just want to point that out. So at the very end, uh, Paul goes, you son of the devil. I mean, this is really, <laughs> this, is, this is not a polite thing. I'm just telling everybody. Everybody thinks, oh, Christians are flowery. It's like, okay, listen to this. Uh, you son of the devil, full of every sort of trickery and villainy, enemy of all that is good. Will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? I mean, <laughs> it just goes off on him, right? Now this is the New Testament for everybody who's thinking that Jesus pulls flowers out of his, you know, out of his back pocket, and all he does is walk around with a peace thing. Uh, verse eleven. And now the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be stricken a while with blindness. Instantly, mist and darkness fell on him, and he began wandering around, begging for someone to take his hand and to lead him. Verse twelve. When the governor saw what had happened, he believed and was astonished at what he had learned about the Lord. The governor was astonished that God is in charge because he didn't realize the level of the gospel. The other part about this that's amazing is, and this is not to be uh, directly offensive to any particular group, but people that go around saying, I'm as powerful as the Apostle Paul, no, you're not. (laughs) Just just being nice about it. No, you're not. This guy was like, okay, you're blind. (laughs) I was like, Wow. And yes, again, New Testament, okay? And the reason is because this isn't a person who's kind of trying to decide. This part Jesus guy is not somebody who's trying to decide between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. He's in the kingdom of darkness. And Paul goes, you're, you're, you're full of every sort of trickery and villainy. You're an enemy of all that is good, okay? Therein lies a description. Who... Who is walking around who's an enemy of all that's good? I don't know. Teaching teaching five-year-olds about sexuality is good? 
when I was five, I was hoping to get Play-Doh. I mean, you've got to be kidding, right? There is some of this that is absolutely absurd, and they're perverting the right ways of the Lord. And you know what? The Lord's going to judge. Now, I do like that one person said, I know I shouldn't say this, and I'll get something from Aunt Deb on this, but... That's two things that I say often, uh, especially in private conversation. One is, gee, I'm sorry, God didn't choose you. <laughs> Be way that. <laughs> and number two is, uh, I don't want anybody to go to hell, but there are definitely people I don't want to see in heaven. <laughs> that's, that's two great lines. Here's the, the bottom line. The Lord will bring about judgment. Now, will it be judgment this fast or in this way? I don't know. One thing is for sure, nothing will escape the Lord. And what people do in perverting him, perverting his name, perverting what he's, what he's uh, declared, perverting his truth, they will receive the rewards that they have established and sown for themselves. At the same time, those of us who are truly seeking to advance in the kingdom of God and draw close to the Lord, we too shall receive the reward for what we've done. The difference is when we get ours, we'll be dancing on streets of gold. And that's pretty cool. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.